Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and I am so excited to welcome our first guest Dr. Serena Segal. You might know her better as the foodie dentist and in this episode we talk about nutrition and oral health and give you practical tips to look after your teeth while still enjoying your favorite foods. Serena graduated from King's College London in 2016 and around a year and a half ago she started her blog The Foodie Dentist. For her this was a passion project to inspire and educate her patients on the power of nutrition on oral health. Her blog has lots of delicious recipes, dental advice and lots of myth busting, lifestyle tips and much more. In the first part of this episode, I talked to Dr. Serena about her journey so far and the inspiration behind the foodie dentist. In the second part, we talk about the effect of nutrition on oral health and practical tips of incorporating realistic, healthy eating habits into your daily life. Hi, Serena. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you. No, no, my, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're technically our first official guest and honestly since I got the idea for the podcast I knew you would be the first person I'd want to interview because I think it's so relevant and this is probably one of my favorite topics as well. Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to what was the inspiration behind the, the foodie dentist? Yeah well I'm firstly I'm so honored to be the first guest this is amazing. Um, I started my blog it was about a year and a half ago now and it was simply a passion project. I mean I've I was never the sort of person that thought they'd be on social media. I found it a little bit awkward to put stories up of myself. It was mm-hmm. to be honest fairly embarrassing and like you do get made fun out of but you know I was so passionate about oral health and nutrition. We, mm-hmm. I wasn't really taught it at university. I mean, the five years of undergraduate, you're not really taught anything about nutrition. So mm-hmm. um, I just went off on my own. I started doing my own research. I read a few books and some articles. And I was just, honestly, I was so blown away about how closely oral health and nutrition is linked. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about sugar and we put so much emphasis on oral hygiene, which of course they play a role. But there's so much missing from the puzzle. And I felt that I just wanted to, you know, create a little bit of change in to my patients and start telling them a little bit more about nutrition and just getting them to, to be a bit more encouraged about eating healthily um, for, for better oral health and general health as well. So I started preaching it to my patients and um, started writing down some recipes that I was saying that, hey, listen, this, this tastes really great. It's really nutritious and try it out. And we started having that conversation and actually it got me, it almost like connected me a bit more to my patients because I think they, they felt like I really cared um, about their overall well-being as well. So I would just literally discuss recipes. And then I remember there was this young girl that I was seeing ongoing for treatment for quite some time. And she came back and saw me and she said, I tried one of your recipes. And it was mm-hmm. such a lovely feeling. Like she'd actually yeah. listened to my advice. Um, <laughs> and she'd gone away and made this recipe. And she said it was amazing. And she said, she told me, she said, you should put this online and start a blog. And I thought to myself, I thought, how on earth am I going to do that? Like, I don't know how to yeah. use social media in that way. And then I just, I just plucked up the courage one day and I thought, let me just start posting recipes. And a year and a half 
like later here we are (laughs) amazing amazing honestly it's so you've done so much and I think it's so important because I think people generally have this misconception that sugar you know it's it's just sugar sugar is the only thing that affects your teeth and your oral health and it's so much more than that and we're going to talk about that a little bit later but um, I completely agree with you I think we're not taught enough about it at undergrad because there's so much to cover and I think Mm. it's only just like the training that we have is like a trailer of the things that we need to know and you know the stuff that actually um matters and I think it's so important that you're doing this because you're kind of changing everyone's perception and there's a lot of myths out there and you're busting quite a few of them so it's 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 a very good project and I'm I'm really proud of you for it oh <laughs> getting thank you it so out much there. so you know it's so lovely to hear and like I don't care about the followers and the likes and stuff I just when I get dms and people saying that it's so useful and your advice is so informative yeah. that's honestly what makes my day <laughs> yeah no I agree I'm the same I mean I've been on social media not very long now I think my professional and in inverted commas uh, Instagram has been going for a few months and it's it's actually a lot of work I think this is what um, I underestimated like I don't think people who people who don't go on social media and don't sort of play in that game I don't think they realize how much work it is I definitely didn't realize mm. until I started but yeah. what what kind of keeps you going? What keeps you inspired? Because we have to essentially hold down this full-time job. But that's a, it's actually quite difficult. Like dentistry itself, yeah. it's quite time-consuming. It's kind of stressful. So how do you find the inspiration and also the time to do all the social media stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good, great question. And I get asked that a lot. Like, how do you balance working full-time? How do you balance your personal life? How do you balance social media? And I think honestly, if you enjoy something, you will find the time to do it. Like I find the time out of my day to, to exercise every day, to walk my dog, to work all day, to post on social media because I really enjoy it. And what actually keeps me going and, and what's really the why is my followers. When they message me and they say, your advice really helps or I get a lot of personal questions, like dental related questions. And when I help them, it's, they're so grateful and it just, it's such a lovely feeling. And whenever someone makes my recipes and says that, Hey, I made this for my dad or my cousin and they absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. It's such a lovely feeling. And I think that's probably what's kept me going is my connection and interaction with all the people literally around the world, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. um, who I follow and who I connect with. And also, you know, I've gained so much through social media, the people I follow, like yourself, so many other healthcare professionals that I'm learning every day from. It's so mm-hmm. inspiring. I think, you know, social media has this negative connotation around it that, you know, it can be harmful, but I think it's just how you use it. And if you choose to follow people who inspire you and uplift you, then you'll feel that. And I think that that's an amazing thing about social media. And that's why I've kept it going for, for how long I've been doing it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Because I think, obviously, like anything, exactly like you're saying, there's positives and there's negatives. But as long as the positives outweigh outweigh the negatives for you personally, I think it's definitely worth doing. And I think, from my experience with social media and with a professional social media, if you like, is this is I think this is the new way that people network now. I mean, I've I've got the opportunity to meet so many incredible people like yourself, and it's like you wouldn't have had that opportunity otherwise, right? And I think. It's also very important for people who want to go into dentistry, for example, or any industry, really. Everyone is so much more accessible. 
And it's because I remember when I applied to dentistry, it was always about, you know, finding out who knows who and oh, this person said that, this person said that about finding a mentor or someone like that. But I've had so many people, for example, message me asking me for advice and things like that. And I think it's so great that we can have such a direct sort of contact with people who might be able to help us in some way, uh, whether that's, you know, beyond graduation or even getting into dentistry. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I think, you know, all of us, we kind of start on social media for as a passion project and because we genuinely want to help because there's no monetary gain. We're not, it's not like we're earning pots of money, like other influencers who Mm. work with brands and stuff. It's, we've come on social media to inspire the public a little bit more about overall well-being. Um, So we're all kind of in that headspace. So I think yeah it, it like you said it's such a lovely little instagram family that we've all yeah. made online it's it's so nice and honestly some of my really good friends i've made through instagram and the ones who mm-hmm. support me and follow me are actually through the internet more than my actual friends <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Just, oh, bless them. yeah like it so it's it's a lovely platform and i think if it's used in the right way it, it's just it does wonders yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think it was a thing when I, I mean, I don't want to uh, sound too old, but I remember it was in, <laughs> just before, I think, when we went on elective. So it was just in my fourth year uh, when we went on elective that Instagram was becoming a thing. And I remember yeah. if I'd gone on elective right now, my Instagram would be so exciting. Like, I can't, I can't wait to see it. But I, we just didn't have that then. Like, I see so many dental students on there now and like on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm like, this is incredible. We never had this. Imagine all the TikToks yeah. I would have made at dental school. Like, yeah. so much. Yeah. Lost opportunity. I, mean, I know. But never mind. I mean, it's, it's never too late. Like, people say like, how, oh, I, it's too late for Instagram. And it's never too late. Like, if you do what you enjoy and your message Mm. is genuine, then people will follow you and people will listen. So I don't think there's really a timeline. I think if you do what you enjoy and you keep at it because it's, it's passion, then, then anything will succeed, won't it really? I read on your bio, Serena, that you are a Colgate ambassador. Tell us a little bit more about that and what it involves. Yeah, so I joined with Colgate a few months ago. Um, It wasn't something that I was really expecting. Um, And I've used Colgate products literally since, I don't know how long I've been buying their products Mm -hmm. for so long. And I've always loved their ethos because they focus so much on whole mouth and mouth body connection, which is obviously Mm -hmm. something that I preach about a lot. Um, So I remember having a meeting with them a few months ago. And it was just a general chat. And they said, hey look we want to get you on board and we want us you you to work with us so I was mm-hmm. really really flattered because it's such a huge company a company that I've yeah, genuinely been genuinely been the products I've been using my whole family uses them I always recommended to my patients beforehand um so it was like a no-brainer for me because it just slotted perfectly in my ethos um so yeah and I signed with them a few months ago and yeah, I do quite a few talks, events with them, um, endorsing products, writing articles, that sort of thing. It's still in the early stages, um, but mm-hmm. it's been really, really exciting. They're an incredible company. All their products are 
amazing they're coming out with new innovative products all the time like eco-friendly ones bamboo toothbrushes that sort of thing which is which is amazing um mm -hmm. but all their toothpaste and especially the total whole mouth toothpaste um is amazing and something that i use every day so i, I it's just it just seemed like a no-brainer for me when they asked me So let's jump right into the questions that about food generally. Okay, so I've got a list of questions for you here. And I'm actually really excited because I think I'm personally going to learn a lot as well. So I think, like we said before, we touched on this a little bit, but I think there's a lot of focus on sugar and decay and just telling people not to have sugar. And that's the first thing that they you know assume when they think about nutrition and oral health. But there's so much more involved in that there's so many ways that nutrition can affect your of course overall health but then that has an impact on your oral health so could you tell us a little bit more about how nutrition overall can affect your oral health yeah i mean the thing with nutrition is i feel that a lot of people are just over complicating everything i mm -hmm. mean anything that is good for your general well-being is good for your oral health i mean we are one sure system we are all connected there is no dissociation between our mouths and our general health so and that's why as dentists we often say that there's a lot of oral diseases which are connected to systemic diseases like things like diabetes and heart disease they show up as symptoms in the mouth um, because we are completely connected so in terms of nutrition i mean the simple things are really important things even like hydration sleep stress they can all affect your oral health massively so it isn't just about what we eat it's also about our whole lifestyle things like smoking and drinking and that sort of thing um, but mm. in terms of nutrition i mean I'll always encourage my patients to eat a wide variety of plant-based foods, introduce lots of fruits and veggies into their diets, um, brown carbohydrates, um, slow-releasing carbs, lots of fiber, which feed those good bacteria. Um, and I mean, I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world if I said to people, don't eat sugar, because sugar is yeah. delicious. I mean, who doesn't Me love an ice cream or a brownie? And I eat sugar a few times a week and I, I love it. But my diet on the whole is generally quite healthy. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I never really focus too much on sugar and don't eat this and don't eat that. Instead, I try and encourage food groups to, to patients. I never say, cut this out, cut this out, don't have sugar in your tea, don't, because it's just such a restrictive way of eating. And I mean, for results to be long-term, it has to be sustainable, it has to be enjoyable. So you have mm -hmm. to enjoy the foods that you eat. If you don't, like I don't like mushrooms, I don't like tomatoes so i won't have this food but i have so many other vegetables that i enjoy eating and i play around with mm -hmm. flavors and cook stir fries and add sauces to make it so delicious um mm -hmm. so there isn't just one way or one magic food that will miraculously cure everything like people hope there mm -hmm. is but it's a slow process and if you eat well and you have a good lifestyle then it will pay off in your oral health mm -hmm. essentially Absolutely. No, and I completely agree about enjoying your diet because I think if you preach to people about how they shouldn't have this, they shouldn't have that and only eat this and only eat that, if it's not realistic, if if they're not going to stick to it, then it's pointless because if they're, say, good at inverted commas for a week, but then the rest of their life they're not, then, then what's the point? And I think exactly. if it's not practical, if they're not enjoying it, they're not going to stick to it. And 100%. Particularly, particularly with regards to aura health, I remember I'm obviously quite 
conscious. I think we all are um, conscious of, our, of my own teeth and, and my own oral health. And I remember a few years ago now, I had um, I was going through a phase and I was so paranoid about my teeth and I was convinced that I had decay or I would get decay. And I should say also that I have a massive sweet tooth. Like I just eat Haribo's pretty much all the time. <laughs> and I do tell my patients this because I think it's important for them to know that, you know, we're not hundred percent perfect. We also like 100%. sweets. We're also people, yeah. you know, and it's, you can have them. And so I was really, really paranoid that all, all of this, like eating Haribo's and things was causing a massive issue for me, causing decay. It wasn't the case, obviously. My logical side knew that, you know, I had no signs and symptoms. I took x-rays, everything was fine. So I talked to my mom about it and I was like, look, I'm really paranoid. I don't know what to do. I don't think I can eat sugar ever again. And she was like, look, what's the point? My mom is uh, incredible advi- advice. She gives you it 100% <laughs> real. So she was like, look, what's the point of having teeth if you can't eat the foods that you love? And I was like, yeah. she has such a good point. Like, what is the point of having teeth if I can't eat sweets? It's pointless, right? Mums so, are so wise. <laughs> exactly. So be sensible. I'm not saying people should go out and eat Haribo's all day, every day. But I'm saying you can enjoy things, but just learn how to enjoy things so that you minimize the damage, minimize the negative effect it has on your overall health or your oral health, you know? And that's 100%. very important. Yeah, I mean... Even I find that with my patients. So say I've been really good for a week and I've had no sugar and I've had no Coke and I've had no nothing, nothing that I enjoy. And then the following week they just binge out because it creates such yeah. a restrictive way of eating. Exactly. It's a bit like this whole carb frenzy. People don't eat carbs, which I find ridiculous. It's just you need <laughs> carbs for energy. And then they binge out on all the white carbs and the, the pizzas because they've restricted themselves for so long. And then when they get a taste for it, they think, I've done so well, I now can binge out exactly. on it. But it's all literally mm-hmm. about balance. If you feel like having a little bit of chocolate a day, that's fine. Like satisfy mm-hmm. your sweet tooth, but just ensure that you're not binging out on it, eating well nutritiously, including those fruits and veg and fiber and that sort of thing in your diet. So mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. Like, do not deprive the foods that you enjoy because you will never really get over it, will you? Like you're always, exactly, you'll always yeah. crave them. Yeah, yeah. So allow yourself to have it. Don't feel guilty. And then once you've had it, just move on with your day. Like people yeah. feel guilty for hours after. It's just like, enjoy your food. Food is amazing. Mm. It's like one of the greatest joys of life. So, it really is. Yeah. 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 Like, enjoy your food, move on. Don't overindulge because then you'll just, you'll feel horrible, but just enjoy enough to make you feel satisfied and then move on. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it won't do anything. It's not going to harm you in any particular way if you, you have it now and again. Exactly. I think balance is important. Have your sweets, but also have your fruit and veg and all the right vitamins and things that you should be having. And that's fine. Exactly. Um, exactly. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about is unhealthy, healthy food. So I think, um, I think I see a lot of this and as dentists, we see this a lot, but people have this misconception that if you have things like dried fruits or like raisins or fruit rolls, this is healthy and you can have that all day, every day, but you wouldn't touch a sweet. And I think it's important for people to realize that actually these dried fruits, raisins, things like that, they actually have sugar in them as well. And probably because they, you know, because of how they are and they stick to the teeth, they might have a longer lasting negative effect as well. So I just wanted us to talk to talk about that and discuss that because I think people need to understand that things that they think are healthy 
might not be very healthy for your teeth, for example, dried fruits and things. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing point, actually. I mean, I know I've just said that I don't ever say don't eat this, don't drink that, but there are a few exceptions to that. I mean, things like smoking, uh, it's not a good idea for anyone at all. Things like busy mm-hmm. drinks, especially for children, it's, it's a no-go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, dried fruit, I think people, they, they think all these diet drinks and uh, things are, are, are more of a healthy alternative, but in fact, they're not really at all. And even things like mm-hmm. dried fruit, I mean, yes, it might be better than having a chocolate bar, but if you're having dried fruit all day, then that's not a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you like dried fruit, then that's fine. You have it once in a while as a snack or with your food or whatever, um, but not to have it all the time because yes, it's got its high sugar content and yes, it's very sticky and it sticks to your teeth and that's a problem. So um, those are the foods that I would avoid, but generally, I mean, if you try and stick to meal times, not snacking, um, avoid the fizzy drinks, avoid smoking and obviously drinking in excess. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the kind of like thumb rules that I would say. Exactly. And I think especially good that you mentioned fizzy drinks, because I think a lot of people think because, you know, this is a diet fizzy drink, I'm okay to have it. But actually diet fizzy drinks can have a negative impact on your erosion. They're actually a little bit more erosive than normal drinks. So I think people need to realize that, yes, it's a good alternative to switch to and have in moderation, but you shouldn't have it all day, every day, just because it, it may seem a bit healthier than a chocolate bar. And I see that time and time again, when people come in, they're like, oh, it's fine. It's just dried fruits, you know, snacking on it throughout the day. That's actually not very good for your teeth. A hundred percent. And it's a good point that you raise. I mean, in terms of diet, foods and drinks and often, I mean, there can be low calorie alternatives, but Mm -hmm. the nutrition in there is so poor because it's full of artificial colors and sweeteners Mm -hmm. and preservatives and stabilizers, which are so bad for your general health and then will be intent for your oral health. So it's a great point that people are so focused on calories, but I actually just focus more about nutrition, like having a handful of nuts, which although it might be more calorific, but offers you far mm. more nutrition. Um, exactly. So yeah, no, that, that's a really good point that you raised. Let's talk about sugar. Now that we've talked about nutrition yeah. and how it affects your oral health, let's talk about how sugar actually causes decay. Because I think this would be interesting for people to know. Yeah. So when you have a chocolate bar, the, um, basically what happens is the bacteria in your mouth, they essentially produce acid. So mm-hmm. every time you have something to eat, pH in your mouth drops and it's in an acidic sort of environment. Now, naturally, it takes about half an hour for the pH to restore back in your mouth to a normal kind of Mm -hmm. healthy level. So if you're having a chocolate bar, let's say if you're snacking on that every hour, then that you're going to repeatedly be exposing more acidic environments in your mouth. And when your mouth is in a more acidic environment, you're increasing your risk of developing decay problems, that sort of thing. So it's really important that, and every sort of food has a slightly different effect in your mouth. So things like fizzy drinks, really high sugary foods, they obviously caused, cause a, more, a, a bigger reduction in pH, so they're more acidic for your mouth. So in a healthy individual, when we have lots of healthy fruits and veg, and we have a generally healthy lifestyle, our mouth is quite good at fighting off um, that disease. But if we're not, and we're not supporting our good bacteria, and our mouths are not in a healthy state, then it's a lot harder for our mouths to essentially recover back to normal. Mm -hmm. So 
that's when you start exposing yourself to decay, gum disease, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think that's why it's, it's so important to that people realize that when it comes to sugar, it's frequency rather than amount. So if you're 100%. snacking, I, I always tell my patients, if you have a massive Mars bar or a chocolate bar that you have, it's much better for your teeth if you have it all in one go than if you snack on yeah. it during the day. Because obviously 100%. that's one attack. When it comes to decay and things, we look at how many attacks you have. So exactly as you explained beautifully, you get uh, an acid attack every time you have something sweet. And um, the minerals in your saliva are going to restore that pH within a set period of time. So if you're doing that repeatedly, then that's repeated attacks on the teeth. And it's important to know that you know our teeth, the enamel is made up of minerals. So if an acid is constantly attacking it, it's going to break down. That's going to be what decay is. Um, And I think equally, it's important to know that when you have sugary things or generally when you eat, I think the people's instincts are to jump and brush their teeth straight away. And I've seen this time and time again when people tell me, oh, I have sweets, but it's okay because I brush my teeth straight away after that. Do you think that's a good idea? (laughs) No. (laughs) So the reason being is, yeah, just as you've said that every time you eat, your mouth is in an acidic state. So essentially, Mm -hmm. if you take your toothbrush and you start brushing your teeth aggressively, when your mouth is in that acidic state, you're essentially, your, your enamel is basically almost a little bit more weak at this stage. So the fact that you're scrubbing, you're essentially scrubbing like a bit of acid onto your enamel. And I mean, although if you do it once or twice, it might not do anything. If you do this long term, it can have a serious effect on your teeth. So it's better to just wait for 20 minutes, half an hour to make that, that pH neutralize in the mouth again then you can brush your teeth exactly. if you like, but um, definitely not straight away. Exactly. And then if you want to do something to make yourself feel better, people can just rinse with like a fluoride mouth rinse or something like that, but never exactly. brush your teeth straight away. Because I think especially when people are at work and things like that, um, at lunchtime, after they've eaten, the tendency is to brush their teeth to get a fresh feeding. Uh, but actually that's not very good for your teeth. So just have a mouthwash or a rinse instead, and that's much better for your teeth. agree with you. So whilst we're on the topic of decay, what what should people look out for in terms of if they are experiencing any symptoms, what kind of symptoms would they be having if they had sort of tooth decay? So the thing with tooth decay is, I mean, a patient won't really feel anything until sometimes it's too late and it's hit your nerve. So Mm -hmm. your nerves are generally quite low down in the tooth. So Mm -hmm. once a little cavity forms, that's why I always, always, always say, I mean, I know it's difficult given the whole COVID situation at the moment, but every six months you should 100% be seeing your dentist because it's very difficult for yourself to diagnose an area of decay or a cavity so that's why it's really important your dentist will take routine x-rays every couple of years and have a look because these small little cavities we can treat them we can fill them and these small cavities people won't have any symptoms at all maybe a little bit of sensitivity but they won't feel anything so they won't even know that they have a cavity in there when -hmm. people know they have a cavity is when it's hit your nerve and that's when it's a bit more tricky to treat your filling may be really really deep you may need a root canal you may need the tooth removing so that's why it's so important and i really can't stress it enough that everyone does go for their routine checkups because you might be walking around with two or three cavities that you have no idea about which can yeah. easily be filled and stop that decay getting any worse um 
but yeah, people just, they honestly have, they, they don't know. There's, there's no symptoms exactly. until it's too late. Which is why it's a little bit dangerous because people assume that, you know, if you have, which is why I was panicking and I was paranoid because I was like, I wouldn't know if I had, you know, decay in my teeth because yeah. the symptoms aren't as specific. You may get a little bit of sensitivity to sweet things or something like that. But as you said, you won't get any major symptoms until it's too late. So when you do get symptoms, it's probably gone really, really far. And exactly. then if decay starts in the outer layer of the tooth, which is the enamel, we can often keep that monitored. So if it's fairly superficial, it, it hasn't caused the cavity in the tooth yet. We can keep a close eye on it and you don't necessarily need a filling. So I think it's important for people to keep up with their regular checkups. You know, if you're high risk of decay, we will put you on a three month recall and we will see you regularly and monitor the teeth so that we catch it um, as soon as it happens so that it doesn't go that far. You know, I think the worst thing about dental disease overall, whether it's gum disease or decay, is when people sit on it and they don't see the dentist and they go, often it's after it's too late. And then if they are anxious to begin with, obviously if you go to the dentist and they say you need 10 fittings or you need 10 extractions, your anxiety is only going to get worse. Whereas if you go at a point exactly. where we can still prevent the disease and we can stop it progressing, then that's a much better place to be. And I think your anxiety will then start to go down rather than go and have all the stuff that needs doing. Exactly. And I think that's where fear of the dentist comes in as well. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I can understand going to the dentist isn't the most pleasant thing, having a drill put in your tooth. It's, it's not a nice experience for, for anyone, but mm -hmm. at least we can make that a bit more manageable, a bit more pleasant if, if people just attend their regular checkups. And I mean, dentists aren't bad people. I mean, I would say that I'm a fairly nice person and you're a lovely yeah, person. And <laughs> yeah, we want to help. We want to help. So um, but when you come to the dentist and you need all this work, it is so overwhelming and you feel scared. Yeah. But if you just come every couple of months, just for your routine checkups, then small issues can be fixed quickly rather than coming once every few years and, and having all this work. Let's talk about prevention. So what can people do to still be able to enjoy sweet foods in particular and still look after their teeth how should be having how should they be having the, the sugary things and the haribos so <laughs> if you want your haribos and your cake i mean by all means go for it within moderation um yeah. i would normally say try and keep it to meal time so have it straight after your lunch or your dinner and, and not to snack on it um the other thing is not to to binge and go crazy um mm -hmm. allow yourself to have it once in a while and enjoy it don't overeat it until you feel sick because then it will just create <laughs> not a good idea. Of guilt. yeah and that sort of thing so allow yourself to have a little bit now and again um but also mm. making sure that you're eating plenty of nutritious well-balanced foods as well um so that your mouth can can help protect you and you can feed those good bacteria to help protect your mouth Exactly. And it's important to know that although we said don't brush straight away, obviously you are brushing with a fluoride toothpaste twice a day. And, and yes. I know we, we go on about flossing and things, but actually a lot of decay that we see starts between the teeth because that's the area that you're yes. not sort of reaching with your toothbrush. So if you floss, you get that fluoride and that toothpaste between the teeth to stop any sort of early initial decay that may be starting. So it's important to do that. And 100%. also what we said about the acidity. So if you have something sweet, then if you follow it up with something like cheese, uh, that's a good idea because then you can neutralize the acid a bit quicker. 
and minimize the yes. effect on the teeth. So yes, these are all the point. tips and tricks that I've, I've incorporated <laughs> into my life. <laughs> That's great. I think we've covered a lot of things. And I mean, like we said, it's important to enjoy your food. It's important to have everything, but within reason and be balanced. You know, I think if you deprive yourself, you're going to go crazy and you're going to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. So just have it. It's okay. It's not a problem, but just have it sensibly and just try and incorporate all these habits that we mentioned into your lifestyle so that it minimized the effect that they, they could possibly have. A hundred percent. And honestly, to, to anyone who's listening, just don't overcomplicate it. Nutrition, mm-hmm. there's a lot of conflicting research out there. Like don't have this, don't have coconut oil. It's bad for you. Don't, I don't know. Oh God, there's so many crazy claims, but if you <laughs> yeah. just simplify it and just stick to the same principles that we all know and just thinking about your overall well-being is what is good for my overall well-being then your oral health is is going to be fine if you maintain it with good cleaning and that sort of thing then you will be fine thank you so much for listening today i really hope you enjoyed the episode and you picked up a few tips on how to still enjoy your favorite foods, but maybe a little bit more conscious of the effect on your teeth and your overall oral health. As always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manicherry if you have any questions or suggestions relating to the podcast. There will be a new episode every week, so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be notified. And I can't wait to speak to you soon. <laughs>